Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Forest Spirituality with me, Julie Brett. I know it's been a long time uh, since my last recording. COVID has really um, made things difficult for me to keep up with this, but it's really nice to be back. I'd like to start today with an acknowledgement of country and I'd like to make uh, to encourage you to make your own for the place where you live as I do. I'm recording here today on Darug and Gundungara country. I acknowledge that this land was never ceded and it remains the land of the Darug and the Gundungara people who have a deep and abiding connection with this land, with its waters and skies, with its stories, songs and ceremonies. I pay my respects to the elders past and present and I extend that respect to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people listening today. Now, my ancestors are from Britain, mainly from Yorkshire and Lancashire. And um, I did a DNA test recently, which uh, I know doesn't really mean a lot to everybody, but um, it was interesting for me. We had uh, some ancestors who had been born in China and we were curious as to whether there might have been some Chinese links there. But uh, turns out, nope, they were just English people living in China. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just interesting to know where you come from, I think. But um, I'm also living here on Darug and Gundagara country in Australia, um, a place that we know today as Katoomba in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales. And I'm really grateful to call this place my home. Um, and I pay respects to my ancestors as well, um, who come from other places and uh, what I've learned through um, exploring their histories too. Um, so an acknowledgement of country is something that I don't do every single episode, but it is something that I'd like to do more often. Acknowledging my ancestors isn't necessarily a part of it. It's just something that I thought I might say at the end there. Um, but in Australia... Um, I know a few people that listen to this podcast are not from Australia, so to explain for you, an acknowledgement of country is something that we often do in Australia um, for the beginnings of events or meetings. Uh, at my kids' school, they do it on a Monday morning to begin the week. It's the first thing that's said. Um, and, yeah, we, we pay respects to the traditional owners of the land that we live on. And um, if you live somewhere else outside of Australia, you might... Well, I mean, if you live in Australia, you might like to learn a little bit more about that. Who are the, um, are the traditional owners of the place you live? And it might be like where I live, where there's two and, um, you know, potentially more. Um, I know there are other groups that have used this place as well. Um, and, uh, you know, learning about the complexities and the relationships in each place is, is really interesting. If, uh, if you were to do a, a similar acknowledgement of country in a place outside of Australia, you might think of the, the history of all the different peoples that have made that place home and perhaps um, consider the meaning of the word indigenous as meaning coming from the land or, you know, belonging to the land um, and how, you know, different traditions that we have like Druidry doesn't, belong to this land it didn't come from this land we we do it here and we sort of adapt our practice but it didn't come from here so it's not an indigenous practice um but uh it is indigenous to the british isles and different parts of of europe where that was created 
Um, I mean, some parts of it, of course, are a modern tradition and some are much, much older. Um, but yeah, thinking about what what are the indigenous um, peoples of the places that you live in. It might be the the oldest language that we know in that area or the um, the oldest traditions or, or the people that, that whose mythology um, is set in the land that you're in. Uh, so yeah, that can be a really interesting thing to explore. And I'm, I'm going to um, endeavor to remember to do it every every episode from now on because it's really important to me. And um, over the last, I think, gosh, it's been it's been quite a few months since I did my last podcast and uploaded it. I can't quite remember what it was. Oh, it was about the um, the movie, uh, the documentary that we've been making, of course. Um, yeah, we've had quite a busy year. Um, oh, yeah, with things happening despite it being COVID. Um, one of the reasons I haven't been able to do so much podcasting has been because uh, last year we had to do about four months of homeschooling and I just had to drop everything to help my son with his schooling. Um, and that meant that a lot of things fell behind like the podcast and my blog and a bunch of other things. However, I did manage to find some time to um, edit and uh, finish a book that I've been working on which was released um, in February, at the end of February. So it's only been out for a few days, to be honest, just about a month. So there's an announcement that um, I have this new book out. Um, it's called Belonging to the Earth. Um, and the subtitle is um, Nature Spirituality in a Changing World. And it's with a series of books, the same way that my last book was with a series of books called Pagan Portals. This one is uh, with a series of books called Earth Spirit and it's all about um, different Moon Books authors um, contributed to this series of books where the brief for us was how is nature spirituality and the nature spirituality community responding to the climate crisis. And for me, um, having been, you know, I mean, you've been on this journey with me if you've been listening to my podcast, uh, we've been really affected by the fires and um, by all kinds of um, environmental disasters that have happened over the last few years that have just really shaken people um, quite significantly and there's been a, um, a gathering of people in various different ways in ritual um, and in different community groups and in raising money for things. Um, of course, there's been the pandemic as well, which is affecting us in other ways. But yeah, all these environmental issues, actually just generally all this turmoil that we've been through in the last few years has um, left us questioning, like, how do we how do we bring this into our practice? How do we respond to this? And um, and so I, I decided to write this book about that. And for many of us, um, I, I think there's main, two main things that came through in the book. And one is that um, we've been doing these different kinds of rituals for grieving what's been happening and understanding it and learning how to really listen to the land and, and you know, connecting with that, um, that understanding of how what's happening in the world around us affects us personally. And for many of us, that's also meant looking to um, Indigenous culture and First Nations people and, you know, 
learning how their very, very long history in this land of looking after the land and um, maintaining it in, and uh, understanding how its cycles work, um, particularly with fire. Um, and uh, in, in my local area, that was important. Um, and and seeing, seeing people like start doing cultural burning and which is where they have different stories around when uh, fires should be set in different places and and uh, methods of, of burning in particular ways that, that help to um, reduce the risk of really big fires. So I've, I've been going to some meetings about that um, to listen to what they had to say to the fire services and, and um, yeah, just uh, learning about that really made help me to understand how important it is that we need to do this. And one thing that I did a couple of years ago um, that you would have heard about through the podcast, um, I believe I talked about it on the Spring Equinox episode um, a couple of years ago. I think it was 2019. And uh, I went out because we, we'd had this very severe drought out in the, the central west of New South Wales and other parts of the country. And these enormous rivers... They're so deep and so big and they had completely dried out. Like not a drop of water was left for, you know, kilometres and kilometres. It was just a completely dry riverbed. It's, you know, you know, metres and metres down the side of the bank to, to stand in this dry riverbed. And it's just unbelievable. And there were these, you know, areas where the water would pool and um and and potentially because of the runoff from all the farming and the chemicals that they use in farming it had it had sort of um what's the word like uh you know condensed um you know the pollution really and there were so many fish that died um the fish kills of 2019 were intense there was a lot of publicity about it it was on the news and people were just absolutely devastated and I heard about this um river tour that was happening and so I um I and it was being run by an aboriginal community along with um some political groups and activists and so I decided to go out um to that and have a listen to what what they had to say and we we went and they did a corroboree which is a kind of traditional Aboriginal um, dance and song performance uh, but you know people get to it's sort of interactive you get to join in for some things and there were dancers and singers from different parts of the country that had come to um, share their stories and songs it was absolutely amazing and so we went five nights from Walgett to Brewarina to Burke, Wilcania and the Menindi Lakes and we we had a had talks along the way and uh di- different you know um political members would from the area would come and talk to people and activists that were for water management and um all kinds of different people were a part of this and it was just so amazing to see all these people come together and that was really such an important trip for me i can't tell you how important it was but uh I um, I really wanted to include that in the book and so I ended up uh, interviewing some people that were involved with it 
um, because I, it's really important for me to try and be as ethical as I can with with writing about this. There's so much, um, you know, cultural appropriation and, and people doing the wrong thing in terms of Aboriginal culture. And um, although, you know, it, to some degree it's really important that we just read books written by Aboriginal people, I also think that that information needs to be in all of our books. Everybody needs to be talking about how important Aboriginal culture is if we're writing about Australia, um, if we're writing about the land or if we're writing about spirituality. It has to come in in some way. And I thought that the best way to do that was through interviews to, to let the people um, who were creating these events and, and um, teaching us in various ways to speak for themselves. Um, I do frame it a little bit in the book um, and re refer to resources written by Aboriginal people that can help you to understand more um, about certain concepts that um, are helpful to understand so that we can actually talk about this as well. Um, but yeah, it was really important to me to have these interviews. I'm so, so grateful to the people that were involved with them. So um, the first person that I spoke to was uh, Uncle Peter Williams. And I say uncle not because they're my family member, but because um, it's a way that in Aboriginal culture, people show respect um, for elders. And I've used it if, um, if that person has been introduced to me in that way. If, if someone refers to them as uncle around me, that seems to be um, a suggestion that I should use that, uh, that word for them as well. Um, and that's something that I've been learning about too. I hope I haven't done it wrong. I want I show de deepest respect for all the people that are um, interviewed in my book. So anyway, Uncle Peter Williams, um, he actually lives in Katoomba here as well, um, but he's from Yemba country, out uh, to uh, Brewarren area. And, um, and we had a chat about him learning about the dances and the songs and, um, you know, and, and how he got into it and also his, his dreams for um, putting on more festivals in the future to help people learn about Aboriginal culture in that area, which is an incredible place. And um, that'll be the, the next podcast that you get to have a listen to because all of these interviews, I recorded them and then I transcribed them and put them into a chapter and then I went back to the person that I interviewed and we discussed the chapter together and if they wanted to edit anything or um, add any more information we did that and then once the whole book was put together I sent the book to each of them so that they could um, make sure that within the context of the book they were happy with it so that was my process on it. Um, the next person or people that I spoke to were um, Bruce and Trish or Patricia um, Shillingsworth, who um, are a couple that were involved with the organisation of the Yamanangabaka tour. Um, and that was just, yeah, it was really nice. We went, went out and sat in the cafe and had a chat. Um, so there might be a little bit of background noise when I'm having a chat with them, but yeah, they had like, they're just such eloquent people with such a lot to say about how we can all work together and, uh, um, you know, that we, we can all do this learning from each other and showing respect, and, and that was wonderful. The other people that I spoke to were uh, Jo Clancy, who's my uh, dance teacher. She teaches contemporary dance, but she's Aboriginal, so we get a little bit of Aboriginal flavour in there, which is wonderful. 
Um, we get to do some of the traditional styles of dance with her and um, we we talk about, about her dance classes in the book, which is great. She's She invites all people to, to come and do her classes and um, it's just such a beautiful gift to our community to have that um, that interaction and that, that learning. Um, yeah, it's just wonderful. So that's a really lovely part of my life and it was really nice to share that um, in the book. And uh, I also talked to David King, who's Gundagara man from, he's from Katoomba. So Gundagara is one of our uh, countries here, as long with Darug. And uh, he runs a swamp care project in an area called Gargary, um, which has two other names. Um, it also gets called the Gully. And previously it's been called Catalina Racetrack because sadly, um, a long time ago, the racetrack uh, was was an Aboriginal settlement where people were living and it had been an important site for them um, previously to settlement of European people. Um, but they uh, were living there and they were moved off, um, unfortunately quite violently at times, um, to make way for a racetrack. And the racetrack is still there, but it's been um, since the the area was returned to the Aboriginal community in 2002 and they um, have decided to just let it grow over um, and go back to nature, which is really lovely. And we're, we're slowly working on this swamp care project to rehabilitate the area, bring in um, more native plants, get rid of the weed species that were planted and make more habitat for the native birds and animals. And it's just such a beautiful community project that we're all working on together. And we, we go once a month and, and work on that. And so he tells the story in the book of um, the area and how, you know, important it is for his community. And, um, yeah, so that's going to be another one of the interviews. And I also speak with Christopher Hughes, who is um, part of the uh, Anglesey Druid Order in Wales. He's a native Welsh speaker, native Welsh person, and we talk about how um, Welsh culture is uh, First Nations culture, and um, and how that uh, um, you know how how do we relate to that as as Druids from other places? And I thought that was really interesting to put in there as well. Um, and that's also just a, a general sort of podcast too, where we just have a chat about Druidry and the things that we've been doing. Um, so yeah, I've got these five, uh, sorry, is that five? One, two, three, four, five. Yes, five. Five awesome podcasts um, that are I'm going to be um, working on in the next few months. Because I've been so busy, I haven't even had time to edit them. I've just had time to record them and work on the book. So um, in the meantime, while you're waiting for these podcasts, you might like to buy a copy of the book. Um, you can get it from, uh, well, from anywhere online that you would normally buy your books from, or you can ask your local book supplier to get it. If you're in Australia, they can ask to get it from Brumby. Um, and if uh, you'd like to get a signed copy from me, you can get it from my website, which is forestspiritjewelry.com. And the jewellery is spelled J-E-W-E-L-R-Y. And I'll put a link for that in the um, in the show notes. Um, and if you get a copy from me, it'll be signed, but it'll also have a few little extra prezzies for you. Um, so we got 
some artwork from Uncle Peter and Uncle Bruce. Um, and they made we, we got these postcards made for the book. Um, and so that you can find out more about their work if you'd like to. Um, and there's also one uh, by me, which is a, a series of three panels that are um, rust, fungi and a leaf that are close-ups of, of things that are taking over that um, racetrack at the Gargari site in Katoomba here, um, where nature's slowly reclaiming that, that road again. Um, and I, I just thought it was so wonderful, the power of nature to, to reclaim the road. So um, I did some artwork for that. And uh, the leaf part of it is actually the cover of the book. Um, yeah, so that, and there's also a, um, a bookmark. Um, there's a story in, in the book about um, our trip to the Council of All Beings that was held in uh, the Bunya Mountains, um, also in 2019. And um, that we, me and my friend Ben just had this wonderful experience with um, a strangler fig, which had grown enormous. And uh, if you read the story um, about it, you'll see why it's so special to me. And I've created a bookmark from that as well. So yeah, um, so the, that's a so yeah. There's there's two parts of the book, um, and what joins them together, I think, is the way that the land inspires us to art to create stories and songs and poetry and music and ceremony and to share those with each other that our connection with the land um and and our our listening to the land and realizing that the things that are happening in the land around us deeply affect us and that you know, we are a part of the earth. We belong to the earth. We, you know, we belong to place. It claims us and we become a part of it. Um, you know, we can't help it. That's uh, what the, the crux of it's all about, that if we're going to do the best for ourselves, we have to do the best for the earth. And... Yeah, I really hope that you enjoy reading this new book. I'm really excited to share it with you. Um, and yeah, like write to me if you like and let me know how it goes. Um, you can write to me via that website I mentioned earlier or by um, juliebrett.net, which is the one for my, my books. Um, and yeah, that's all. So thanks so much for, for listening in. I'm really excited that so many people have been listening um, to my podcast while I haven't been making them um, I've noticed that the numbers creep up in the last six months which is amazing so thank you um, and I will have those new podcasts for you really soon